This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Blue Wire listeners, I have a question for you. Let's say you found a $100 bill on the street, right? Would you pick it up or keep walking? Come on, of course you would take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So come on, just do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. And did you know this? You can bet on games after kickoff. Yeah, while the game is still in progress. If, let's say, by the second half, it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always take the other side. Or what about this? If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little but win a lot, that is definitely me, well then try a parlay. If all of your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, Let's be honest, the NFL season is the best time of the year. I am so excited week one is finally upon us. So let's do this. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. That's a win-win situation right there. All you have to do to activate the offer is use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. To the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Jones. I'm not a big gambler. I only play the slots because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Bear's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones. John Gruden has not coached since 2008, so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Kelly Swag. Hello, hello, this is Keep It at 300, a Raiders and Packers podcast brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at mybookie.com. I'm Fallon Smith, James Jones. He's back home in Arizona after a special weekend in San Jose. What's good, JJ? What's crack a lacking, man? What's going down? Didn't we have a bunch of fun this weekend? We did, man. It was a ball, man. It still hasn't hit me yet. <laughs> uh, obviously, it didn't hit my kids yet because uh, the next day after... Uh, the next day we had the barbecue, and then after the barbecue, we went back to Gunnerson just to kind of take some pictures in front. Of the, well, tell the people, James yes. D. Jones Field is officially. James D. Jones Field, Gunnerson High School, is officially named after me. Unbelievable. That, that, that even sounds crazy. I but, know. No, it's crazy. So we went back uh, two days later to go take some pictures uh, in front of it with the, with the boys and stuff. And um, my oldest son says, Daddy, whose name is it going to be named after next? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's been like two days and he's ready. You know, he doesn't understand. That's so he funny. Don't, he don't understand that this is like, man, this is it, man. You know what I mean? Like, you'll be able to bring your kids back here and it's going to be your grand, named after their granddads. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was, And it kind of hit me, too. I'm like, dang, that's crazy, man, because... When I set out to play football, I never was, man, I'm watch, I'm a ball and I'm gonna get a stadium named after me. You know, <laughs> it never was that that that's never that's never in the plan. But yeah. just to just to see it happen like that, man, it's it's crazy. What was the like, name was, before? It wasn't nothing. Just oh, Gunderson. I was, I was yeah. wondering I was wondering, I'm like, hold on, I don't even remember. I think it was just like uh, Henry T. Yeah. Gunderson Field or something. That's it. That's it. Yeah. No, it wasn't it wasn't named after anyone, so yeah, it's crazy when you think of it like that way. All the great players played on that field, and 
I'm the one. It's wild. It is wild. It was also like a high school reunion of sorts. <laughs> it was, man. I was. It was good to see everybody come back out, man. I mean, shoot, everybody doing different stuff, yeah. you know, and just to, just to see everybody come out and support, man. But that's how we were at Gunderson our years, man. Everybody yeah. was extremely close. And never was too many people in their feelings and all that, man. Yeah. And it showed this weekend that everybody just, you know, is happy for everybody. Well, this night, Friday night, obviously belonged to you and your family. Um, and we're going to get to that in just a bit. Uh, we are recording this podcast on Monday, September 2nd. Golly, I can't believe it's already September. I know. Uh, we have a lot to get to. Uh, we didn't put out a podcast last week because it was a busy week for both of us. Um, and we wanted to get back to an early in the week recording schedule. Uh, now that football is back, yay, can't wait. So the 53 men rosters are out. The NFL football season officially kicks off this week. Of course, though, the Raiders playing a week from today on Monday night football against the Broncos. You got the Packers kicking things off on Thursday night football against the Bears. So we will discuss the Raiders and Packers rosters, some head scratchers, some surprises, um, all that good stuff. A lot of feel good stories as well. But first, I gotta show love to my good friend, James Jones. Now, if you're a loyal listener of Keeping It 300, then obviously you already know that James and I went to high school together. I've known this knucklehead for over 20 years. So Friday night was very special. It was very surreal. Again, as James mentioned, our old high school, Gunderson High School in San Jose, named the football field after James. It's officially James D. Jones Man. And before the game, they had a dedication ceremony, so I'm going to play some audio from that. Take a listen. Thank you all for coming today. On behalf of Gunston High School, we are happy to have our field named after you, James Jones. And to give you this plaque in honor of all the hard work and achievements you have accomplished throughout your career, we thank you for all you do for our community and Gunderson. Jones, you are a great role model for so many. You have exhibited uh, how to fight through adversity from a young age all the way through your NFL career to become a Super Bowl champion. And you're such a role model for all of us, especially for the young Grizzlies here, on what it takes to be a champion, whether it's in football or anything else in life. And so for that, it's my deep honor to present a certificate of recognition from the State Assembly for the dedication of the field and really for you and everything you stand for. Not only has he not, not forgotten about his hometown, but he's developed a new charity called Love Jones for Kids that devotes cash and time to help the local people here at, at, at Gunderson High School, and I want to thank him. I have a proclamation signed by the mayor of San Jose and all 10 council members for just how much we appreciate his time and work in our community. Thank you very much. I don't really take a lot of time to think and do speeches and all that type of stuff. I usually just let it roll off the top of the dome. So that's what we got today. <laughs> so um, usually when things like this happen, you get honored for things like this, it's never just you. And today I stand up here, and we don't got a lot of time to thank everybody individually, but I thank my mother, I thank my grandmother, I thank all my family, everybody that has supported me through the years. I want to give a special shout out to my friends who I grew up with. I played Bob Warner with, and I played high school with, college with. I want to truly thank you guys because through my whole career, through everything that I ever done, to you guys it was never enough. And that's what kept pushing me to do more and more and more and more. You guys always held me accountable to want to do more, to want to do better. You know, you guys never let me read my press clippings as my coach used to tell me. Don't go out there and have a good game and read your press scripts and think you all that and come back and have a bad game. And you guys held me to that standard, and I appreciate that. Then next, I want to thank my kids. You know, the year I led the league in touchdowns, everybody was like, man, he's a different player. There's stuff going on. He's playing harder. He's more hungry. And it was because I had a son. And then it became, shoot, it ain't about me no more. 
I got to provide for my son. And another one came. I'm like, ooh, we, I got double trouble. I got to provide for my son, and it wasn't no injury. It wasn't nothing that was going to keep me off the field or keep me providing for them. So I want to thank them for always giving Patty the strength to keep going. Gunnison for just giving me the opportunity for even putting this whole thing on to even thinking of me. It was a lot of great football players, a lot of great students that touched this football field, and I'm the one standing up here. And it's just humbling. I'm honored. I appreciate you guys always just thinking about me. And I mean, this is one heck of an honor. I drove that freeway up there a long time, and now I get to look down and say, look at my field. It's great. <laughs> podcast you said that you were not going to get emotional i know but you did choke up when you were talking yes. about your two boys who by yes. the way are the cutest little humans on the face of this earth <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you two little baddest humans too probably <laughs> <laughs> but no it's just i mean i tell people all the time you know and i always tease my wife and my mom and everybody about it but i tell people all the time everybody's like man how'd you play through all these injuries like man you missed five games in your career mm-hmm. we know you pulled your hamstring we know yeah. you tore your labrum we know you did all and you still went out there and played we know you had brokers i said because of these two little boys you know what i'm saying i said every day that i see these two little boys i know that i'm their provider yeah. so they not taking no daddy hurt and can't provide. I mean, they still need their fruity pebbles and blueberry pancakes and all that. They not worried about none of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, they just became, you know, my main motivation, man, to just, you know, keep going no matter no matter what happened, no matter what injuries I was facing, anything. And, you know, so when I started talking about them, I started tearing up a little bit because, shoot, they did help me get through and have some of yeah. my best seasons, you know, because I'm like, shoot, I can't drop no more balls. I can't <laughs> let no more of these things slip through my hands. I got babies to feed now. And so, but I caught myself and I regrouped and I did a, <clears throat> and I got that out and I cleared it and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't boohooing, you know. <laughs> I was laughing too, because in the beginning of your speech, you said, you know, for things like this, I don't really prepare for a speech. I just go off the top of my dome, and then in my head I thought, just like a podcast. 
Uh, man, you know, I'm, I'm fresh off the dome. That's how you get the best answers, the best speeches, man. You just you just come with it and speak from the heart, man. I'm going to need you, though, uh, when you talk about your wife, to, to shed a tear as well, because I talked to Tamika uh, afterwards, and she goes, man, he always crying talking about the boys, but what about me? <laughs> you know, she grown. She, <laughs> she grown. She grown, man. She could, she could protect herself and feed herself, you know, if something was to go down. But no, awesome. man, it's, it's all good. She always gives me a hard time too about that but yeah. you know hey she knows how much the boys mean to me not saying she doesn't but she knows how much the boys mean to me of course um and as i was leaving the parking lot so i was driving away and i was with one of my friends uh she did not go to gunderson she's my best friend yeah. from college i was actually telling her i said dude james used to live around the corner right there around the corner with his grandmother and yeah. i said you don't understand i think it was like a what a two three bedroom house with 10 12 people living there Something, yeah. cr something crazy like that? <laughs> yes. So I told her, I said, get this. In high school, James used to sleep in the garage with his dad. Just a couple yeah. blocks away from this yeah. field. Just a couple blocks. That's it. Yep. And you take it even further, obviously. You know, people know your story about growing up homeless. So now you think about this. A homeless kid yeah. now has a high school football field named after him. I'm telling you, man. I tell people all the time, you cannot write this it's so you know crazy. you just it, it, it is crazy man just how things have unfolded and you know how many balls have bounced my way you know yeah. what i mean and you know it has it has worked out you know this way but i tell people like man this this is this is a crazy script right here man and i i had no clue that it was going to end up like this and it just shows you doesn't matter where you come from don't be a victim of your circumstance you can literally accomplish anything with what you said in your speech, hard work. Uh, hard work, man, hard work. Well, we are very proud of you. All of us are very proud of you. It was evident, you know, with the amount of people who showed up to support you. Yeah. But I have to give a special shout out to guess who? You already know who I'm about to say. Nope. Shut up, Mr. <laughs> McVeigh, bro. You already know how to say Mr. McVeigh. You better be playing. Uh, nah, so McVeigh's the best. He's a huge Seahawks fan, but he literally listens to every single one of our podcasts. Yes. Religiously. Yes. And he showed up Friday at the school in our Keeping It 300 shirts. Keeping It 300. Yes. He yes. also had his daughter wearing a shirt. And so it was awesome. You know, he makes sure that he supports us all the time. And by the way, you can get a Keeping It 300 shirt um, on Design Tree's website, but it is spelled D-S-G-N Tree. Dot com. So dsgntree.com. So make sure you go over there and cop a, cop a shirt. But anyways, Mr. McVeigh always supports us. Um, he loves us. We love him. He he even got an extra shirt for us to sign. And he yeah. sent me a picture today. Did he text you a picture? Yeah, he sent me a text. He got it hanging up over there. Yeah, it's already framed. Yeah, he has yeah. the shirt framed <laughs> with our signatures on it, our quote-unquote autographs on it with the picture that we took. He already has it up. It's crazy. So appreciate you, my guy. Just want to give a shout-out to McVeigh. You rock. All right, time for some football. Are you ready to talk football? Because, you know, it's week one of the regular season. It's upon us, James. I'm pretty it's excited. It's about to go down, man. It's about to go down. It's going down, yes. Well, before the Raiders season uh, gets underway, the Raiders, they wanted to make sure that they locked up their Pro Bowl mm -hmm. center. So Rodney Hudson... You know, they wanted to also make sure <laughs> that he didn't hit the free agent market after the season. So they signed him to a three-year, $33.4 million contract extension. So that makes his annual salary at $11.13 million, making him the highest paid center in NFL history. Mm. Now, one of the Raiders PR guys tweeted out some Hudson stats. So real quick. Zero sacks allowed in 2018 while surrendering just one hit and four quarterback pressures. No other center in the NFL last season with at least 1,000 snaps surrendered fewer than eight hurries. This according to Pro Football Focus. Um, and Hudson has surrendered just one sack in the last 2,678 snaps. Also, aside from stats, Hudson is regarded as, you know, one of the smartest football players in the league and of course on the Raiders but James you were with the Raiders in 2015 but only during the offseason yeah obviously when Jack Del Rio came we know how that story went you being released but did you at all have a relationship with uh Hudson 
that year that uh, he signed with the Raiders? You know, I would crack jokes with him all the time and tell him he can't block me and all type of stuff. But, you know, reading off the stats right there, that just lets you know that he is a baller. But first and foremost, when he first came over there, a leader. Yeah. Just whole different mindset to the offensive line. And that's the main reason why they went out there to get him. Just a leader, a grinder, a dog. And now they got a bunch of them up yeah. there they got a bunch of dogs up there you just lock down of the, the the most important one and that's the center but this offensive line is going to move people around move people out the way and i just love having a center having a quarterback having a running back all under contract you know for for some time now and that, that that's huge for the raiders but but hut man he's he's a big time leader man that they could not let go could not walk out that building and he's worth every penny yeah and the raiders you know they have to invest in the offensive line they have to keep Carr upright uh got to keep him away from injuries of course because he has been injury prone in the past but it's pretty cool to see the continuity with uh Hudson and Carr under center so I was happy to see that um but like all the other teams the Raiders released their 53 men roster on Saturday we were at a park uh, at your barbecue <laughs> so we were just getting alerts yeah. we didn't really you know do our research at the time because we was having our own fun but um I did go back and and see all the moves that were made Uh, it's very fluid there's still you know moves being made right now so I'm not going to go and name all the 53 you know players of course we're just going to discuss some of the surprises and maybe even some of the head scratchers so the Raiders they kept three quarterbacks initially it was you know Derek Carr and Mike Lennon and Nathan Peterman Uh, since then they picked up former Green Bay Packer (laughs) Deshaun Kaiser and they placed Peterman on injured reserve because apparently he has a small ligament tear in his elbow. So the backup quarterback job still up for grabs. Uh, We speculated, you know, that they would keep three QBs. So not much of a surprise, James, but are you a fan of having three QBs on a roster? Because I'm not. I feel like that's a spot that can go elsewhere in a need. Um, And I'm right with you. I do not like having three quarterbacks. I'm all about having two quarterbacks and then, you know, having one guy on your team that plays receiver or something that if we did get into a bad situation, knows how to throw a hitch route and knows how to hand them <laughs> and knows and knows how to hand the ball off. But no, um, you're exactly right. I mean, you want to be able to put all the guys out there that, that that's going to be on the football field helping you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you got a third quarterback taking up that spot and yeah, he might not even suit up or anything like that for game days. But when you have that, I mean, you have an opportunity to get another receiver, another DB, another special teams guy on your team mm-hmm. that could possibly help you and be there to, to make some plays to help you win games. So I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that, but we do know that this is a quarterback league. And I think a lot of teams are starting to do this now because you get a better chance to develop these guys. You know what I mean? So when the next season comes, they're a step ahead of the head of the game. You know what I mean? And yeah. Well, we're learning. If you don't have a good backup, man, in this league, man, your, your season could go down the drain, especially if you're having a good one. So a lot of teams is going that route to try to develop these guys and get good backups behind the starters. Yeah, and we mentioned in our last podcast, uh, 2016, what happened with the Raiders. You know, They actually yeah. went to their third-string quarterback uh, who never took a freaking single snap in uh, – in the regular season, and he had to play in a freaking playoff game. So that was a disaster. Um, anyway, so Raiders, Gruden, he wants extra insurance. God forbid anything happened to Carr. But we are praying that he stays healthy all season long. 100. We are moving on to the wide receivers, and you got Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, Ryan Grant, J.J. Nelson, and Dwayne Harris, who's a primary return man. You know whose name is not on that list, James. Yes, I do. The hometown kid. Yes. Alameda native, Keelan Doss, the undrafted free agent out of uh, UC Davis. Were you surprised? I think a lot of people were bummed out that he didn't make the roster. I mean, I think think people are kind of, you know, talking with a lot of emotions right here because <laughs> yeah. at the same time he's he's a bay area kid you know alameda uh you know raider fan family's probably raider fan so you know you, you a lot of emotions going into the cut but 
You know, I would have loved to see him make it, but I'm not surprised. Did you see the names that you just ran down I know. right there? Deep. That is that is a very deep receiving core. People don't understand how good Ryan Grant is. J.J. Nelson could fly and give you a bunch of different options, putting him on the field, you know. So I, I truly thought that they would, you know, release him. Oh, okay. And then get him back up, and then get him back on practice squad to continue to develop him. He can stay in the same system, and then the next year he could probably come in there and make the squad. You know, because you got a lot of these guys on one year deals. JJ on one year deal, Ryan Grant on on one year deal, so they'll be gone. And then you can come in there and slide in there, and you know, possibly make the team next year, especially knowing the offense chemistry with Derek Carr. Gruden loves you, so I would have loved to see him stay on practice squad and develop, but. You know, everybody has different plans for their own career, you know, which is which is their decision. But I would have loved to see him stay in Oakland. Yeah, you can't keep everybody. He, yeah, I don't he think was. that he could have showed anything else. It was kind of just a numbers game. So Absolutely. So he was the that's odd the, man out. That's how it is 90% of the time, man. It's a numbers game. I remember when guys used to come into Green Bay and competing for a squad and Coach McCarthy used to get up in front of the team meeting like, I'm keeping five receivers. That is it, okay? <laughs> so if you make this team, you know, as a wide receiver, you're going to be a special teams guy. I'm keeping five guys. That's it. That is it. And we're looking around the room like, okay, we have Jordy Nelson. <laughs> we have James Jones. We have Greg Jennings. We have Donald Driver. We have Randall Cobb. We like, that's five right there. And it's 13 <laughs> people in here. So you knew. Like, <laughs> So you kind of knew, like, shoot, man, you know yeah. what I mean? A lot of these guys ain't going to make it, you yeah. know what I mean? And you're rooting for them to make yeah. it because, you know, some of them was ballers, you know what I mean? You're rooting for them to make it, but you know it's always a numbers game, man. You wish you you wish you could keep 13 wide receivers and two DBs, but you can't. Yeah, well, he shined in preseason. We saw it on Hard Knocks, making some big-time catches, impressive catches. Yeah. And, and surprisingly, he cleared waivers. I actually thought some team would pick him up, and they didn't. <laughs> so he decided to join the Jaguars practice squad, which I thought was a head-scratcher. I would think that he would want to uh, return to Oakland. Maybe he was a little salty. Or maybe he thinks he has a better chance if he does get activated to um, actually make an impact since the Raiders' receiving core is so deep. But... I just mentioned how we saw on, quote-unquote, hard knocks, how he was making big-time catches and big-time plays. Well, guess what Gruden said after practice today? What's up? He was, of course, asked, (laughs) why did you cut Keelan, right? Yeah. And he said, he's a big story on the TV show, but that's not the reality that we saw on tape. Mm. Yes, that's (laughs) – you know, it's crazy, you know, because everybody sees him making these big-time catches on on tape, but nobody's able to go inside these meeting rooms and these film rooms and maybe see, you know, how many MAs he's having. Yeah. All the practice, how many MA he might be having MAs. People don't know what MAs is. You know what that is, Valid? Mr. Simons. Mr. Simons. So he could be having that. What people don't understand, you know, and then he could be, you know, dropping a lot of balls out there or, you know, not making plays that they think he could make. Yeah. You know, out there. So, you know, hey, it's tough. But, you know, when you trying to get to this 53-man roster, you always got to go back to the tape. The thing that kind of made me a little like, come on, Gruden, even though I didn't see the actual video and audio because, you know, a quote can be taken out of context a little bit. Yeah. I first saw that I was like, ooh, bro, sugarcoat that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I thought also, man, watching Hard Knocks, all he kept saying is, I like this Keelan Doss. I like this Keelan yeah. Doss. You know, yeah. he kept saying that. And then he says this quote, and I'm like, ooh, come on, burn. Yikes. Yeah, I know. Was it was it for the TV or was he really out there making plays? No, but I think at the end of the day, I mean, we've seen the plays he was making. It's not like they, like, you know, created some plays for him to make on there. Or, you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, he, those was really, that was really him making the plays. But at Tony the end of, But at the end of the day, it was probably more plays that he didn't make or more things that he didn't do on film that we couldn't see exactly. than he did do. And that probably was the final thing. Like, okay, we, it's hard to put him over one of these guys, you know, doing stuff 50% of the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're going to move on from the receiving core then. And real quick, your boy, San Jose State Spartan, Fullback Keith Smith, he was cut. I don't know if he's really—he's your boy, right? Because he's yeah, been Keith, at your football camp. Keith, my dog. Yeah, man. okay, just making sure. Um, and I did tell you I had gotten the alert. I'm like, ooh, they waved Keith. You were like, what? I know, man. But they liked the undrafted free agent kid, Alec Ingold. Uh, he won the fullback battle, and he happens to be a Green Bay native and a former Wisconsin <laughs> yeah. Badger. And there's some ties there, James. 
It is, man. You know, first off, I want to say, man, you know, when I first heard it, I'm like, who in the heck did they keep over Keith, man? I'm like, shoot, man. You know, San Jose State, you know, we ain't got too many in the league. We got to keep as many as we can in there. But then when I heard, I'm like, man, dude, this young kid that they got, he went to Bayport High School in Green Bay. Same high school that my wife taught at out there. (laughs) So he a Green Bay native. So, you know, he a Wisconsin kid. So he tough. You know what I mean? He's smart. I think he'll help him. I mean, he's an athletic kid. But it was just funny because when I went to uh, training camp, he had ran up to me and was like, man, I'm a huge fan. You know, I grew up in Green Bay, went to Bayport High School, man. And I watched you, Jordy, for years. And I just had to come up to you, man, and tell you I'm a big fan. And I'm just looking like, dang, man, you know, this dude's in the pros. He walking. It's awesome, (laughs) It is. He walking up to me like, you know, I mean, I was Michael Jordan or something. (laughs) but no it's cool because you know i mean shoot he was a free agent and he fought his way and made the team and you know found himself on the 53 man roster you can't do nothing but respect him for that man so i'm happy for the kid remember where you were at when you were a rookie and you went to green bay and you saw like brett Favre, you saw charles woodson you you were a little starstruck let's be honest i don't know about starstruck i just would watch it you literally wore Charles uh, Woodson's jersey to a Sadie Hawkins dance. Like, oh, you are a Seaboard fan. Quit telling the world that, man. That don't mean I was starstruck when I see no, Wood. That you, just means I was a fan. Like, now, you were trying to act <laughs> like you've been there before, right? You was like, I'm going to keep it cool. Yeah, that just means I'm a fan of you, dog. Yeah, I respect your game, <laughs> man, big bro, dog. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? You told me, but you no, told me no, otherwise. No, 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 you're exactly right, man. <laughs> just you walking in there, you know, as a young kid, you know, people you grew up watching, and, you know, now you're in the same locker room as these dudes, and you, you know what I mean, hanging around these guys and all that. I mean, sometimes you can look over there at them like, gosh, I'm really sitting at this table eating lunch with Charles Woodson right now. This dude, I was watching this dude <laughs> yeah. two years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, So it's crazy, but. It's awesome, man, fighting his way in there. Like I said, free agent, man. People don't understand. How hard it people, is. How hard it is for free agents to fight their way up in there and make it, especially at a fullback position. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could see if you had a receiver or anything like that, but especially at a, at a fullback position, man, that's crazy. But, yeah, so good for Alec. And nothing bad with Keith Smith because he just signed with the Falcons. So he's still getting a shot. Big time. And at the end of the day, it's all about – my agent always used to tell me, J.J., Everybody wants a gold jacket. Yeah. Everybody want. Everybody wants the fame. Everybody wants all that. And he always used to look at me. He say, "Son, the winner in this game is whoever walks away with the most money." He said, "So if you get a gold jacket and you broke, you lost." Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, you have a gold jacket that's hanging up in your closet that you wear once a year at the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he said, if you leave with you lost. So my thing is like I always tell the young guy, dude, you can get released 10 times. If you get picked up by another team, keep stacking your money, man. Yep. And walk away from this game with as much as you can. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm glad that, you know, Keith Smith ended up somewhere. The San Jose State alum. Now, I was surprised, though, uh, with we're going to go to the defensive side. I was surprised when they released Brandon Marshall. Yes. Because former Denver Bronco, he was a big part of their great teams. Uh, He was listed as a starter, actually, on the Raiders' death chart just a few weeks back, right? So I was like, I'm confused. How did he, like, fall from grace that fast, right? (laughs) Like, what? Um, And then, according to my guy Scott Baer, who I used to work with at NBC Sports, he had tweeted out that Mayock said Brandon Marshall took some time to show the burst that we expected from him. And if the Raiders were going with four or five linebackers due to spread formations, that extra linebacker has to be a special teams fixture. And that wasn't going to be Brandon Marshall. So I guess that makes sense, right? I mean, it's a head scratcher, but I guess it makes sense. I still was not a fan of that move. Because you're basically saying he's lost his burst? Um, it's crazy. And I, and I know I keep telling stories, but when I first got to the Raiders, Dennis Allen told the world, the media, that uh, James Jones is not as fast as we thought. Yes, I remember that. Right? You were like, what? And, and I'm looking at him like, bruh, I don't know if you brought a dude over here in free agency that you thought you was getting a 4-3 guy. Yeah. But I've been 4-5 all my life. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, you, 
Like, you've known me for two weeks. Now, just because you see me in a Packers uniform catching 80-yarders and 70-yarders don't mean I'm 4-3. It just means I'm a good football player. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So when I got there, he's like, dang, this dude ain't really blowing the top off. And I ain't never been that guy. Yeah. But you know me for two weeks, and you're going off of what you see on film. Yeah. Like, I'm just, when I get in the game and you throw me a bomb, I'm probably going to be behind the dude, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But once he told the whole world that, it kind of was like, oh, James Jones lost a step, this and that. And no, James Jones is the same four or five guy. But I just went to a new coach, and they're like, oh, man, you know, he said that in the media. And I kind of feel that happened with B. Marsh. Like, I feel like B. Marsh is a football player. Yeah. He has football speed. Antonio Brown came out of the combine and ran a 4-6. I know. But when people watch him on film right now, he looked like he runs 4-3. Like, that's football speed. And I feel like that's what Brandon Marshall has. It's not, I'm not going to come out there and I'm going to look like I'm 4-3. No, if I got to guard a tight end, I'm going to be step for step with him. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I I truly think it took time. I don't know if he was. He coming off an injury? Uh, Not that I know of. Because for them to say, for him to come out and say that it took time for them to see that burst. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was, if he was hurt or anything like that. I don't know if he was guarding tight ends and he was, you know, the tight ends was just routing him up or something. But I knew something was up when I seen him playing in Canada when the field was messed up. Yes, because he should not have been on that field. Yes, and I seen him out there and I'm like, this dude is supposed to be a starter. And he is out there in this third preseason game in the second quarter, deep into the second quarter, on a field that got holes in it. So I'm like, maybe they must be trying to think about either releasing him or getting him, trading him or something. You know what I mean? He had a knee injury last year. He was coming off a knee injury from last year. Oh, so so that's probably why. So he was coming off that knee injury. So, like, probably maybe the last week or so, they probably just started seeing that burst. But my thing is, is if you just seeing that burst within this last week, to me, that's like, okay, we find got the guy that we knew we we brought over here and we if you go back to his tape when he was healthy he's a baller so that one kind of caught me by surprise I know that was a long-winded answer but that one kind of caught me by surprise because whenever you go to a new team these coaches think that they're getting a certain player like wait until I get in these games and show you what type of football player I am then you jump to conclusions and coming out to the media and saying oh we thought he was faster or stronger or quicker Wait till I get in the games. I'll show you. Exactly. And the games that actually count the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and uh, goes back to our point that we just spoke about a couple minutes ago. You have three quarterbacks. That little extra spot for that third quarterback yeah. to be used you know, for another linebacker position. Yes. So, and the thing about Brandon Marshall, like he was also a leader, an event. Yep. So that's something that you can't replace, right? So I don't know. I was confused by that. Maybe he isn't the same player he was after this knee injury, but I guess we're just going uh, based on speculation and our opinions. But the Raiders, so they initially kept four linebackers, and that was Tyre Whitehead, Fontes Burfitt, Markel Lee, and Nicholas Morrow. But since then, they've signed a fifth, so uh, Kyle Wilbur. Um, and I have a feeling, though, this is still a fluid situation, and there's going to be a few more moves uh, before week one. Did you watch Hard Knocks the last episode? Um, no. Dang it, what did you do? You watched the first episode because you knew you were going to be featured and then you just stopped watching it? I watched the first episode and I had no clue I was going to be featured. And then I did not watch the second. I did not watch the third. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually, I think, going to be the fifth and final on Tuesday. Um, Jason Kabinda. Do you remember who J- Jason Kabinda is? He's a linebacker um, and he got released and... The only reason why I was sad that he got released is because on the last episode of Hard Knocks, it featured him and his mom. Oh. And it was the cutest thing. I think he's from Cameroon. I might be wrong, but I think he's from Cameroon. But his mom was awesome. And his mom knows so much about football. It was the cutest thing ever. She was so excited that he got her tickets to the Canada game. Yeah. And he he played pretty well. He actually had a decent preseason. Um, Again, it's just probably a numbers game, and they didn't want to keep him. Still, head-scratcher for me about the linebackers. Keep as many linebackers. That's like one of the positions in need for the Raiders. Uh, anyways, but he was picked up by the Lions, and he is joining their practice squad. So There we go. So that's pretty cool. Um, anyways, so let's see. Um, I'm done. I guess those were my surprises for the Raiders. Anything else surprise you? Yes, no, maybe so, maybe not. Uh, from the Raiders, no. No, I mean, it was kind of everything I expected besides the Brandon Marshall, you know. Uh, I felt like, you know, you could kind of 
see all the talent that they have on their roster you know what i mean and kind of tell all the guys that was gonna make it mm-hmm. so um no i'm not i'm not surprised but brandon marshall really stood out because i feel like that's a guy that it, he just adds depth yeah and he and and if anything was to go wrong or you know like that you got a you got a guy who played a lot of big time football and you know could step right in there and make some plays but we'll see yeah and regardless this roster just right now it seems way more stacked than a year ago, much improved from a year ago entering the season. So that's obviously good news for the Raiders, good news for Raider Nation, but we'll see what happens on Monday, Monday Night Football. I cannot wait for that matchup, Raiders and Broncos. Um, Since our last episode, Antonio Brown lost his second grievance with the NFL regarding his helmet. But James, things have a funny way of working out. And in fact, business is truly booming for A.B., Because since his public outcry over his helmet, he has multiple offers from companies that are going to not only make him a custom helmet, but pay him a crap ton of money to wear them. So Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, said they have found some suitable alternatives and A.B. won't be missing any games. So, James, finally, the A.B. helmet saga is over. At least we hope. It's over. It's over. (laughs) It's a week before the first game. It's time to go to work. Football is here. Man, it's crazy, man. When I was playing, I didn't think football was this big. I'm just going along with the punches like, oh, shoot, season here. Yeah. Let's get ready to go. I didn't realize all the people out there talking about it, all the stuff they got going on for it. Like, football's a big deal, man. Yes. You know what I mean? Got, got me excited, man. I tried on my helmet today. Like, man, I could run two Shut or three up. more routes, man. <laughs> you like to sensationalize things. Dang, but see, that, that's, if you was a GM, you just say, oh, get out of here. Yeah, you just say so. <laughs> But thank God it's behind him. And the cool thing Uh, is, seriously, that he is going to make money. He's going to profit off of the drama. Like, you can't ask for a better ending than that. (laughs) No, not like like he needs some more money. But no, (laughs) he's going to get some more for the the helmet. But Uh, no, I'm I'm glad it's over and let's go play some football. Well, last thing regarding the Raiders. Um, I got to give you some credit, James. Got to give you some credit. When Gabe Jackson went down, you know, uh, let's just give this podcast credit. Hashtag keeping it free. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, just because uh, John Gruden came out today and said, you know, Gabe Jackson, he is probably returning sooner than expected. Yeah. Um, after practice, he told the media he uh, saw Gabe walk in, he was talking to him, et cetera, and that he probably is only going to miss the first couple of games. Ah. So you said... He'll probably be back for game two or three, yes. right? Yes. Is that what you said? Yep. But people thought that he was going to miss six games. No, I'd say that's absolutely not happening. And you said, yes, that's absolutely not happening. Yeah. So I guess I have to, like, give you praise. You knew what you were talking about. Um, You know, it's crazy because it seems like on this podcast I always know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, you know, I guess it's just part of my DNA. But I told the world I had the same exact injury Gabe Jackson had. All right. And I came back on that thing so, so fast. Yeah. And I had to run full speed and stop on a dime. And I'm not taking nothing away from Gabe Jackson because I couldn't imagine having a bad knee and trying to yeah. stop a 300 pounder pushing on me exactly. and putting my foot in the ground and stopping it from getting a Derrick. But. I feel like it was going to be a faster and easier recovery for him because. Mm-hmm. When he's testing it and training it, he doesn't have to fly and run full speed to try to get that thing, you know. So I feel like he'll be getting more and more rest and his leg will be able to bounce back faster. And that's why I said there's no way he's missing six. I ought to bet my house on that. But I'm saying him and Incognito come back game three. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I feel like they're going to like bring him back slow. But I feel like he possibly should be ready week two. If not... Week one. Now you're getting out of hand there. No, I'm serious. I promise you. Like I would not be surprised if Gabe Jackson practiced this week at and at a limited at a limited pace. You know, and but I feel like just to be smart, just depending on how the season starts out. You know, if you start off hot, get you get you a W. Let's rest him for the second week two and bring him in incognito back week three. And our four and our O line is gonna be booming. 
Seriously, because the offensive line looked pretty good in the, you know, couple snaps <laughs> that uh, we saw this preseason. But, absolutely. But you get those two guys back and, shoot, uh, you got a little solid group right there. Keep Carr upright. And in that run game, man, they're going to be pushing people back, moving people out the way, man. They got some nasty dogs up there, man. You know, you get Gabe, you get Richie Incognito, you get you get Hud up there, man. They got some dogs moving people out the way, and then you got two big time tackles. So that's they they got a they got one of the best O lines in the game. Jacobs, Richard, Washington. I think those three guys are going to be pretty darn good running the football this year. So especially with that offensive line. So yeah, we will see how that's going to play out. I'm pretty excited for the Raiders. Um, and I'm just excited to finally get the season going and stop speculating about everything because that is just annoying and frustrating. Right. But now, but now we're ready to talk about the real thing. Anyways, what are you doing over there? Chilling. Okay, guys, I just want everybody to know that he's literally like laying in the dark and like playing with the man, soccer ball. I don't know on, his kid's soccer ball. And, and spit and spit knowledge though, man. You know, okay. I could do three things at once. All right, all right. Anyways, <laughs> well, that's gonna wrap up our Raiders discussion, but. Before we get to the Packers, we are going to take a quick break. However, Raider Nation, we are going to compare the Packers receiving core against the Raiders receiving core. Who's better? Who's deeper? Who you got? If you want to know, stay where you are. So a ton of our Blue Wire family use Harry's razors, right? Obviously, I'm not a guy, I'm a woman, but I know people who own Harry's razors and they absolutely love them. So why don't you join the 10 million who have already tried Harry's? Claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. You're probably thinking, okay, sell it to me. Why should I try Harry's? Well, here it is. Harry's founders were just two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Is that you? I'm sure it is. Don't get ripped off, okay? Try Harry's. Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price. Get this, just $2 per blade. And if you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. So you can't lose with this. It's a win-win situation here. So this summer, why don't you refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set? It comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, a rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of Keeping It 300 can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. So make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you. It helps support the show. And I'm not done. I have to put my listeners up on game, make sure that they know about the best offers out there. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a small business owner, you sell things online, whatever it is, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, Etsy, or even your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, helps you save money on shipping costs, and it helps keep your customers happy, which of course is the number one priority. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You could start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter the promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, we are back. It is time to talk the pack. The Packers kick off the 2019 season on Thursday Night Football against the Bears in Chicago. That's going to be a great game. Huge rivalry, of course. And James, you've been a part of many of those. 
I have, man, and I'm telling you right now, you know they always say what? one thing about the NFL. When the Packers and Bears, the Bears. are having good seasons, yeah. say the NFL ratings are this much higher. People can't people can't see me on the podcast <laughs> FaceTime right now. <laughs> but this much higher. But no, I mean you're talking about the oldest rivalry in football. The very first game of the season. The 100th season. Mm-hmm. This is big time, right? Thursday night. I've been a part of these rivals, and it don't matter what your roster says. Yeah. It don't matter what your record says. These games right here are dog fights. Yeah. They always come down to the fourth quarter. You got Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you got Khalil Mack. You got Devontae Adams. Yeah. You got Mitchell Chabersky, as they say. <laughs> this game right here is going to be a game. Division rival. I can't wait. I'm going to be there. I'm going to oh, be in are? the building. I'm going to be in the building oh, my uh, in, my, in my green suit, repping for the Packers. And it's showtime. So you're going to be on set? No, I'm doing all the pregame oh, stuff. Pre-game you know stuff? what I mean? I, yeah, I ain't big time like that to be on set. You know, if they were smart, they would put me on set. No, but I'm saying the pregame stuff for Thursday Night yes, Football. Yes, I'm, yeah. I'm doing Yeah, I'm doing all the pregame. So I'm going to be there, and then I'm going to be there watching the game and all that, that type of stuff. That's exciting, so. actually. Really exciting. So I'm, so I'm going to be there. It's about to go down. <laughs> Packers go 1-0. and <laughs> You know what I mean? Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graham. Val, Jeff, Scanlon, it's time to go to work. Man. I hope for this podcast's sake that they do win. So Keep it. I speak things into existence, Valley. Keep Just it. Just like you said that they were going to go undefeated last year. The Packers win this game. See, I got amnesia. You bringing up old stuff. I don't remember none of that. <laughs> <laughs> the Packers will win this game. We're going to go 1-0. Oh. Coach LaFleur is going to be coach of the year. Aaron Rodgers is going to oh, be fighting okay, for you're, MVP. You're so dramatic. Goodbye. And I'm, the let's Bay move on. Packers is going to be standing there with a first round by in the playoffs. And then after the playoffs, I still got to go touch my crystal ball because I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. Well, way to go to pump up your Packers. I need you, you to know, pump up the Raiders next podcast. Okay, do always that. Always pump up the Raiders. You're supposed to be man. like Broncos, Raiders, Monday Night Football. It's, it's going to be a matchup of the ages or whatever. For the ages. You didn't, you didn't give me that opportunity, man. Whatever. Hey, Okay. Anyways, okay, so let's talk about the rosters. A few surprises, a few really good feel-good stories, which that's what I'm going to start with. Um, Actually, I'm lying. I'm going to start with uh, a really awful story for your boy, Equinemius St. Brown. So he was placed on injured reserve, and this was before the 53-man roster was put out, which officially ends his season. So he was going to already miss a, uh, a chunk of the season with a high ankle sprain if they kept him. Um, on the 53, at least for one day, you know, they could actually bring him back um, for the season and when he was all healed up. But nope, he's officially done for the season. I thought that was a head scratcher, but James, you said maybe not so much. Well, yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta think about it like this. He's coming off a rookie year to where, you know, had a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. You know, then he's coming into this training camp. You know, it's a lot of competition at wide receiver. And I truly feel like he didn't really separate himself enough to say, we'll wait for you six plus weeks, however long your injury may mm. be, and keep you on the 53. So I'm I'm thinking the Packers said, okay, even if he comes back healthy after missing eight games, does he just take our offense to a whole nother level? Mm-hmm, yeah. Or can we get young fellas in here like Kumaro and those guys that can give us the same thing, but that are healthy yeah. and that will, and that will give us, that will give us some time on special teams as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that took a part like, okay, he's not that much better than Kumaro. So look, let's put Kumaro on a 53, put him on IR, get him healthy, get him back for next season but you know let's 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 just go with these guys we got so I feel like in his training camp he didn't really separate himself and make it be known like I'm that guy you can wait for me Mm, that's a good point right there um well with that move I think it's part of the reason why undrafted receiver Darius Shepard 
made the roster, and we've been talking about that for a couple weeks yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this is a guy who went to North Dakota State. He went undrafted, and not only did he go undrafted, he went unsigned, and he turned yeah. a tryout into a roster spot. I mean, we already talked about how hard it is to just be an undrafted free agent guy or whatever, but to be undrafted, unsigned, and a tryout guy? That's even mm-hmm. harder to make the roster. Um, and his sister happens to be in my class, as you guys may know from last week's podcast. Her name's Cheyenne, by the way. So I'm pretty excited for her. Can't wait to talk to her about it because this is super cool. Super cool for her and her family. Um, but now that St. Brown, you know, is injured, I think that played a role. But make no mistake, James. Darius, he shined in preseason, especially as a returner. And when you can play special teams... That helps you get a spot on the roster. 100%, man. I tell all the young guys when they come in the building, stay by the special teams coach, especially if you're not drafted and you're looking at your position and you see how much depth that is at your position. Your way on the team is special teams. And then if you dedicate yourself to special teams, next thing you know, one injury, you find yourself catching footballs from Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Yes. But a lot of guys come in and they're like, I'm a star at where I came from. Boy, I ain't never played no special teams. I ain't running down on no kickoff, hitting nobody. And they come in with that sense of entitlement. Like, dude, I'm just here to catch balls. And that hurts a lot of people. So I always tell the young guys, dude, be a gunner, block on on, uh, punt team. You know what I mean? I said, shoot, go block a punt on punt return, whatever you got to do, return punts. But get on that special teams if, if you're not drafted and it's a lot of depth at your position because that is your way on the field. And you one injury away from doing what you love, and that's catching touchdowns. Or if you're a DB, that's getting interceptions, whatever it may be, linebacker, that's getting tackles or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So dedicate yourself to that special teams, man. And then when you get that opportunity, Show the world what you got. Yeah. I always, I always tell the guys the way on the football team is whenever the ball comes your way as a receiver, make the play. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, they could teach you the playbook, mm-hmm. but they can't teach you to go up and jump over nobody and make no catch. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But if they see you jumping over people or see you making tough catches, see you running great routes, they like, you know what? This dude's a baller. We could teach him these plays. Yeah, and you give them no choice but to put you on the roster. 100%. And- <laughs> And that's why you're going to go talk to his sister and say, congratulations. (laughs) Because that's that's what he did. Exactly. You know what I mean? Play after play after play. So those stories are always awesome. But then there are also stories of players who have gotten drafted and they were quote unquote busts, right? Unfortunately, is it Jamon Moore? Oh, they they got rid of J-Mo. Yes. So they released Jamon Moore. Um, He was second. He was the second rounder. no, No, he was fourth rounder. Four? Yeah, oh, okay. okay. He was a former fourth rounder. So let's take a look at the receiving core as a whole. So you have, obviously, Devontae Adams, Geronimo yeah. Allison, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Trevor Davis, Darius Shepard, and you love this uh, Jake Kumaro guy. Kumaro, <laughs> yes. Uh, thinking about entering the 2019 season, are, are you as confident with this group than you were a few months ago um, as far as the receivers go? I'm confident because, you know, Beyond Devontae Adams, the dude they got throwing him the ball. Oh, Aaron, of course. And <laughs> I know, I know, I know this kid can. I call him a kid because he's still a young man. But uh, I know Aaron can can throw these dudes open. Mm-hmm. And from being out there talking to Aaron, he says Valdez Scantlin. We I'm gonna I'm gonna get a nickname for him quick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he Aaron. says. He says coming into training camp, he's just a different guy. Yeah. Um, and what he means by that is he told me, JJ, you used to step on the – he said, you ain't out running nobody in no 40. Mm-mm. He said, you're not running a 4-3, nothing. But he said, when you get out on the football field, you play 4-3. Exactly, he, Dennis he Allen. Said, exactly, Dennis Allen. <laughs> you know, he said, he said Valdez – he said Valdez will – is every bit of 4-3, mm-hmm. but last year, thinking so much. He was a 4-5. Played 4-5. Mm-hmm. He said now that he came out here in his training camp, he's playing 4-3. Mm. 
You know what I mean? And he's already a big body. Yeah. And then you, if Gmo didn't get hurt last year, Gmo was uh, leading Devontae and Jordy Nell or and Randall Cobb in in receiving yards. Mm. The first, I think the first three games, Gmo was the leader. You know what I'm saying? So Gmo's one of them guys that you could depend on, that you could lean on if he stays healthy, that's gonna be on the other side being able to make some plays. So and then you got guys that like Kumaro and those guys. And I love man, I love Trevor Davis. Yes. Trevor Davis yeah. Trevor Davis is a speedster that was that's been out there making big time catches. So I, I I can't wait to see him get some opportunities. And I know he's gonna get some opportunities in the punt return and kickoff return game too. But I can't wait to see them give give him a little a couple little screen passes or something let let him get his confidence and his juice going but i, I love the receiver core nice nice young receiver core so compare it to the raiders receiving core who's deeper oh come on now i'm just saying the raiders yes because you have to compare like the top da antonio brown that cancels each other out then you got to go to two three and four yes. yeah and you know you got tyrell hunter renfro so yeah. yeah so if we go there i'll take i'll take tyrell over valdez um I think I think Ryan Grant and Gmo is a very close, close one, but I'll I'll take Ryan Grant. We still don't know what Hunter's gonna bring, so And I don't know what Hunter's gonna bring, but if I had to say, you know, Hunter or, you know, Kumaro, you know, I probably would have to say Hunter Renfro. Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I think the Raiders receiver core is a little deeper here. But we shall see. That's why the game's got to play. <laughs> exactly. Somebody, somebody's going to come out that Packers receiver core with a 1,000 on the other side of Devontae. We just don't, <laughs> we just don't know who it is yet. Exactly. Okay, so um, stick to feel-good stories. So 2018, fifth-round draft pick, offensive lineman Cole Madison. He missed his entire rookie season to take care of his mental health. Um, he said he was in a dark place and he had to get right. And when he made the roster, uh, Cole told reporters, when I called my dad and my mom, I couldn't even understand them because they were screaming so much. This last year has been a roller coaster for me and I'm ready to get to work. So another feel good story on the Packers. You have Shepard, you have Cole Madison. Obviously, he, he basically picked himself over football, which is great. And some people don't do it. He knew what was right for him. So to get another shot, I mean, if you think about it, James, he got another shot with this team. They didn't have to to give him another chance. Absolutely not. And that's 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 one thing that I can respect about the Packers, man, just giving the kid, you know, some time to go, you know, get himself right and then giving him an opportunity when he did get himself right to come back and make the team mm -hmm. and not and not hold none of that over, not holding none of that over him neither though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you easily when you get down to cuz they like, yeah, man, he'd been balling and playing well, but what if this happens again? Yeah. You and, know, and he so he just like up and leaves. Yeah, so I applaud the Packers, you know what I mean, just for giving them an opportunity, you know, basically showing them the respect. You got yourself clean. You came out here. You did everything right. You know what I mean? You made plays. You know, you showed us that you was dedicated, and, you know, we rewarded you by putting you on the 53-man roster, you know, and all the things you overcome. That That's huge right there, man. I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, so I love it. The feel-good stories on the Packers. We have a couple feel-good stories uh, with the Raiders, you know, with Darren Waller, of course, tight end. Um, but elsewhere on the Packers roster, let's wrap it up with the quarterbacks. They decided to keep two quarterbacks, um, obviously, instead of three. Uh, they pulled the plug on Deshaun Kaiser, the former 2017 second-round pick. And as we mentioned, the Raiders uh, picked him up. So um, it's Aaron Rodgers, of course, and Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. He shined this preseason. I didn't even oh. realize it. When I saw his stats, okay, so he passed for 356 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Say it again. Zero interceptions. That's the key there. right there. I know it's preseason, yeah. but still, that's the key. So, obviously, if, God forbid, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> something happens to him, please, Lord, don't do it. But, uh, yeah. you know, solid backup. What do you think about Tim Boyle? I loved everything I seen from him in preseason, man. He's he stands in the pocket, man. He's not scary. He's taking shots down the field. I mean, he's throwing balls in the tight windows that, you know, certain rookie quarterbacks and, and people wouldn't make or try to make. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, just just watching him play, it looks like he got a very good grasp of the offense. And I mean, like I said, I'm excited about it. He's a big guy that you can see, you know, running all your routes. You know, what I mean, it's not like you got to look through the lineman to see him, mm -mm. you know, throw the football. But I like it, man. I don't want to see him in the game no time soon. But <laughs> yeah. uh, 
you know, I, it's, it's always good to know that you got a guy back there that, you know, if you lose the starter, you could, you know, kind of pick up where you left off. You know where you want to see him, James? Yeah. When you guys already have locked up a playoff spot and he's yeah, playing yeah, yeah. the final final game or final two games. <laughs> yeah, the final two games, you know, yeah, week, 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 week 16 and 17. Yeah, you know, exactly. you, you, come, you come on in the, in the game, man, and, you know, give, give us some rest. Man. Yeah, but, uh, that's the only time you want to see Tim Boyle. Yes. Uh, but it's nice to have a solid backup, um, as we mentioned. So before the podcast began, you said that you saw on Twitter something that we discussed and debated over uh, a couple months ago when it came to Matt LaFleur giving Aaron Rodgers the freedom to change uh, plays at the line of scrimmage. So yeah. one of the Packers reporters tweeted something out. <laughs> Is it what Aaron said that Matt said or Matt actually came out and said it? Do you know? That's what the head coach said from what I read on the um... – oh, okay. On Twitter, uh, the head coach said that, you know, he's going to give Aaron, you know, every right to change the play, play at the line of scrimmage. And we knew that was the case. Yes, you now, have to. I mean, but, you know, it's just about doing it within the scheme of the offense, you know. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like I said, when I talked to Aaron in training camp, they said the relationship was great. The best thing about it was the communication. And this shows right here. You know what I mean? The coach coming out before the first week, first game of the, of the year saying, as you know, he has, and I'm sure they knew this a while ago, but he has, you know, every right to change the play, as they should. You have a special quarterback. Yes. Let's use all of his talents. Yes. And let's make sure, you know, that it's on it's online with your offense, you know? Yeah, and when he audibles, or most of the time, that's when the magic happens. <laughs> man, say it again. Amen. Amen. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see the offense. Um, you know, they do have a lot of movement in their offense, so it might not even be a lot of times to be out there audibling, you know. Yeah. But just knowing as a head coach, if you do need to audible or change a play, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback back there calling the shots. Exactly. We knew this was going to happen. It's actually just good to see that they're on the same page and they communicated. I think that Matt LaFleur wanted to say, hey, I'm the head coach. This is going to be my way. But at the same time, you know, I got to get on page with my quarterback. But he still wanted to to kind of have that conversation and reach an agreement before he could full out say, okay, fine. You know what? (laughs) He could have the freedom to do whatever he wants at the line of scrimmage. So 100%. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Keeping It 300. Hope you enjoyed the show. I am so excited. Football is finally back. The NFL season nearly underway. Packers, Bears, Thursday night football. You got the Raiders, Broncos, Monday night football. I cannot wait. And one final note, make sure you go to Design Tree's website and show us some love by buying a Keeping It 300 shirt. We would really appreciate it. Design Tree's website is DS gntree.com again that's dsgntree.com all right till next time for james i'm fallon we out hey